everyone, I'm Renee. If you heard last episode, replacing Donnie, and today we're going to be covering Kanto's 13 and 14. We're going to be covering the Envios who walk around with their eyes sewn shut and they have to lean on each other to ascend Mount Purgatory. And but they're not walking around; they're lying in the road. They're not walking around. No. What do you mean? No, they're lying in the road. You'll see. What? You'll see. They were standing <laughs> right there. No, they like the only way they actually can get up is if they lean on each other. They're lying in the road. Because, again, it's a passive sin. Oh, well, they walk by leaning on each other. Well, well, Dante and Virgil walk by them, but they're lying in the road. Okay, scratch that. <laughs> they're lying in the road. <laughs> no, it's good. It's we'll good, right? It you see that, like, this is valuable because you see the difference between pride and envy. Mm-hmm. Because with pride, it's this, like, very, it actually drives someone to do lots of things. But envy actually causes someone to not act, mm-hmm. right? It's a passive thing. You're looking at the good of another and desiring ill, but you're not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So think about like, it's actually like saying, it's good because it's saying something about the nature of this sin. How much of a waste of a time envy actually is, and people fall into it all the time. Like you're spending mm-hmm. time comparing yourself to another and looking at their good and seeing it as a bad and wishing them ill, but you're literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like in some ways, at least like the proud are doing something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So it starts with, uh, there's a, just a beautiful line, the third line, where he says, the mountain that disevils those who climb. So that's like the journey that we're going to make. And they don't know where to go. And so Virgil almost like kind of prays, and he looks up at the sun and says this line of like, sweet light in whom I place my faith, entering on this journey new to me. Uh, lead us within here as we would be led. You warm the world and shine the light of day. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's a... It's a prayer, right, that, like, Virgil is praying. Um, and so then here's the thing, is that the first thing that they do in encountering the envious is they hear them, they don't see them, mm-hmm. right? And that's even, like, uh, it's voices because, like, the envious are blind. And we'll talk about this, but, like, the word in Latin, invidia, means to see something askance, to see askance, right? Mm-hmm. Even, like, you think video, video, so invidia, yeah. right? Uh, so it's to not see things clearly, to yeah. almost be cross-eyed. So when you encounter them, the first thing you're going to do is hear this voice. And you're hearing the voice of, like, they have no wine, which was said by Mary, right, at the wedding of Cana. Mm-hmm. And she's desiring the good of others. She brings the need of the, like, bride and groom when they run out of wine to Jesus for Jesus to help with. Mm-hmm. So that's the first line you hear. Uh, and then Orestes is mentioned, and then he says, like, Dante's like, where are we? And Virgil says very beautifully, this belts the place where envy feels the lash. Uh, and then says, like, the rain must be of quite a different ring. And as they're walking along, he says, I opened my eyes wider than I'd done and searched the road and saw the shades he saw, whose mantles were one color with the stone. So they're actually indistinct in some way with the road, and they don't stand out from each other now. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing the same thing against the road. And the first thing that, and then you hear them say, like, pray for us. Mary, pray for us. Michael, Peter, all the blessed, pray for us. So instead of judging others, instead of silently judging others and being like, oh, like, blah, 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 like the first thing that they're doing is actually crying out for help. Please pray for me. So you mm-hmm. see, even there, how envy is being remedied in some way. Yeah. And then, uh, Sorry, I, I am so struck by the image of this, and that's why I'm just going like, to keep going. Yep. Uh, but you find out that the 
envious are like their remedy for it is their eyes are actually sewn shut so they can't see and but they can weep through the like seams which is an image uh and actually like he even mentions very casually like a like a hawk's eyes so a wild hawk so that it only eats from its master they would have like the eyes sewn shut mm-hmm. right um in order for it to learn to like trust its master alone to take food from the master alone. So you have all these people with their eyes sewn shut. And if you think about it, like they actually need to learn how to be in proper relationship with people again, because when they see a good, they think bad, right? Mm -hmm. And I I think that this one is specifically relevant because of social media today. And people spend so much time like on Instagram comparing themselves to others and being jealous of others like oh they're so beautiful or their life is so great they get to be in Jamaica and I don't blah 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 right and it makes them more and more miserable and usually like people spend all of this time and they're actually doing less and less things they're acting less and less they're not doing anything and many people reckon and we we know like even science like scientifically there's severe data about the like the the effect that this has on mental health and how bad it is for people's mental health, mm-hmm. like social media, and actually how much it isolates them. And so many people, whenever they really struggle with these things, if they're smart, they'll actually get rid of social media. It's mm-hmm. like their eyes are closed yeah. so that they can learn to see more clearly. Mm-hmm. This is a particular interesting aside, but studying psychology, something you see with all types of mental illness, is that people fail to grasp reality for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And that's universal amongst all mental illnesses, generally. <laughs> But that's exactly the thing with envy, and that's exactly why they have this punishment. Is Envy is literally seeing something good and seeing it for its opposite, seeing something good in another and seeing evil. And all this imagery is pointing everyone in, in this ring, let's say it's not a ring, but in this part of purgatory, to see that they're in this together, right? And that the good of another is good for itself and also good for them um as part of why they're all the same color right they don't stand out for each other because they need to realize that they're all one and the same they're all in it together and they're actually propped up like beggars right it says as the poor blind men on the pardon days begging the passerby for what they need mm-hmm. so now they're all like revealed of their true position as beggars before the lord and yeah. it's like they're all beggars right mm-hmm. we're all beggars yeah and the other thing is, is that in order for them to get up, if they're not propped against the wall, is they have to actually be propped back to back to bear each other up. So this, like, you have to learn to see the other as a good and to lean on each other, mm-hmm. which is, like, really, really beautiful. So the next thing is, uh, it's just a little line, but I think it's really important with everything that we've been talking about, is they call out to the people that are lying there and basically be like, hey, if, anybody's, if anybody hails from Italy, like, come talk to us. And the first person that speaks kind of corrects them and says, my brother, each man is a citizen of one true city. What you mean to say is who once lived a pilgrim in that land? Uh, And it's like a a gentle correction of Dante Mm -hmm. of even talking about like, hey, like actually everyone is from, everyone is actually citizens of one city. They're made Mm -hmm. for heaven. They're made to be like in the city of God where everyone belongs to each other. And so you have to keep that in mind first. And then you can ask, where did you live as a pilgrim on earth? This reminder that we're pilgrims on earth and we're made to walk. Uh, And 
this is particularly valuable for Dante, who will see himself exiled, you mm. know? Yeah. And Dante constantly talking about Italy all throughout the Divine Comedy is you see how it's almost a parallel as to how we're all citizens of the, of the kingdom of God, right? How we're all part of the church. And when Dante sees like something bad happening in Italy, he loves his country. So he calls it out and he's like, no, this is terrible. And he doesn't do it out of hate. He does it out of love for what his country should be. Yeah. And now he's seeing like this vision of Italy he has is it's not that it was wrong. It's more that it's fulfilled. Like, oh, it's not only about your country, but it's larger than that. It's like, we're all citizens of the kingdom of God, or we're all called to be citizens of the kingdom of God. It's an interesting Catholic thing that you're ed- educated to the universal through the particular. Mm-hmm. So a man learns how to be a father, not by being a vague father in general to all the kids of the earth, but to this one specific kid, yeah, or these specific kids. And then actually, insofar as he lives that relationship, he can be fatherly to other people, but he learns the like universal of being what it means to be a good father through the particular relationship of that kid. So you mm-hmm. learn actually how to be a citizen of like heaven through actually like being a good citizen where you are, um, yeah. but recognizing that we're pilgrims and we're on the move. So Dante kind of corrects it and he's like, "Hey, like, all right, all right, spirit, like you who's being purified." Tell me, like, what your birthplace was and what your name is now that he's been corrected. And so it's Sapia from, C- uh, from Siena. And she makes this, like, actual... There's a couple puns in these contos. So if you like puns, here you go. Thanks, Dante. But the first one he says is, like, though I was called Sapia, I was never sapient. So it's a play on her name, Sapia, and sapient is wisdom. Yeah. So she's like, my name was Sapia, but I wasn't wise. I was never sapient. And then... Uh, for another's harm made me far happier than my own good fortune. So what the little that we know about her is that she was the aunt of a Sienese politician and that when there was a war that broke, a battle that she witnessed and uh, there was a major rout and defeat and she like celebrated this. Uh, when I saw them hunted in the chase, joy greater than all others ravished me. So she's watching this like, like them be rounded up and she's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she actually repents, um, but then she has this very interesting line, and I didn't know if you wanted to say something about this. Yeah, there's a line. She says, uh, I wanted peace with God, and penitence would have diminished nothing of my debt. If Pete the comb man in his holy prayers had not remembered me, for when I died, he felt the pitying warmth of charity. Right, and here we see like the already purifying effect that her time in purgatory has had, and her recognition of the value of the good in others, right? How valuable it is that other people have good things, right? Not only because, of course, it is good for them to have it, but because we're all in this together, right? We're all part of the church. They can share it with us. And if you think of, like, the prototype of envy, it's like thinking less or being mad at someone because they're better than you. Like this idea, like, I hate this person so much because they're so much better than me at everything. And instead of, like, me wanting to have this good and them have this good, it's like, I actually want them to have a bad. So Mm -hmm. she's like, I take greater joy in things going bad for them than me receiving something good. Yeah. And now what you see is her recognizing, it's like, if it hadn't been for this man that was so good, like, I could never have attained to being here in purgatory to eventually get to heaven, right? I would be in hell. But since, like... This man was so good, and he prayed for me. Like I can be here. 
Yeah. And then actually, like, when Dante is like, hey, like, I'm actually alive, but... And by the way, Dante makes another pun where he says, like, they have seldom offended God by seeing things askance, and seeing things askance is envy. So there's another pun for you, if you like puns. Uh, but then Dante's like, yeah, like, actually, when I come back to Mount Purgatory after I die, like, I'm going to spend a good bit of time on pride. Uh but then he explains to Sophia that like he is making this journey because he needs to. And then Sophia, who is being purified, actually says like she, she celebrates this good thing that is happening in Dante where she says, it's a great sign that God must love you and then please pray for me. But she actually like affirms the good in him mm-hmm. instead of like celebrating the bad that he's going to have to spend time in like the level of pride. Yeah. Even when he says like, I am bad in this way, I'll have to spend time in the level of pride. Instead of saying like, yeah, you're prideful. She, she takes the fact that he has said something bad about himself and she turns it into something good, right? which is the complete opposite of envy, right? Looks at something bad and sees the good in it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, That's it, man. And then, and then as you continue like in Canto 14, like, it begins actually in the same way, where you have these two guys leaning against each other, Guido del Duca and Rainier del Caboli. And in leaning, they're talking to each other about, like, hey, who's this guy that's alive? Maybe he'll come talk to us. And they actually say, um, console us here for charity and say where you come from and who you are. You cause such wonder at the gift of heavenly grace. Wonder as greets a thing that never was. So they're like, tell us who you are and where you're from because it's good that you're here and it's amazing. So we're seeing for them Mm -hmm. too this like purification. And he says where he's from that like he's from like Tuscany and then from uh, like the source of like from the river Arno, which we've heard some things about. And then he's like, there's not yet much sounding of my name, right? So he's not that famous yet until he writes this. And then it talks about, we're going to go into like all of the towns that are connected to the River Arno and like all of the like corruption that has happened from it. And so they go into like the, Guido goes into this long invective of the river of evil from the town flowing down. Mm -hmm. And even talking about how sin affects each other, right? And how, yeah, like when we sin and when we do evil, it gives other people permission to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. out of like giving into those instincts because we are or out of revenge and this imagery of if you have filth at the like source of a river when it flows down it spreads the filth right mm-hmm. it yeah. continues down so you have like all of the towns connected to the river arno and it's this long invective that he goes into yeah um, and that's something very relevant to like modern society because modern society really likes to say like, okay, like I know this is bad for me or like I know this is not necessarily the best, but it doesn't harm anyone else, right? Mm -hmm. And it's once again this failure to recognize that we're all one nation, one kingdom, right? We're all part of this together. And like the fact of one of us being harmed harms the whole community, right? One of us being uh, lesser and and by sinning, lesser is not the good word, but... One of us hurting themselves doesn't just only hurt that one person, right? It, it hurts others. everyone. And honestly, I think we lived this in a very profound way during the time of coronavirus because if you have one person yeah. that like has tested positive and they're in it, like everyone else either can <laughs> test positive or is quarantined, including like meaning getting sick and potentially dying. Mm-hmm. So this actually like 
says something about, I think that there's a very profound imagery for us today of kind of the nature of sin and like how we live affecting others. You could be in like with your friends and having like quarantine, like, you know, like isolated, done nothing wrong, everything like that. But if one other person is with you who hasn't been like as safe or whatever, like everyone has to quarantine. You know what I mean? Like it affects everybody. And so that's actually yeah. like related to this. So then he says things like, for from the Reno to the Po, between the mountains and the sea, that land so rife with poisonous thorns and brush, it could be harrowed for years and you would never root them out. Good Lizio and Minardi, where are they? Pierre Traversaro, Guido di Campigna, you Romagnols, you've turned to bastards all. And he continues, like naming all of these different towns and people and how they've botched things and how they've actually like, made things worse for each other. Uh, following this river goes down, it brings the, the, the river flow across to all the towns. Exactly, yeah. right, going from like town to town. And then before that he had said, oh human race, why do you set your heart on things you are prohibited to share? And that actually, we're gonna talk about that more in Canto 15, but this is really important of the distinction between there are some goods that we can share and there are some goods that we can't share and that's okay. So for instance, you and I can listen to an album together and both delight in the good of the music, and I lose nothing by you hearing that music, mm -hmm. right? Or watching shows together, like ideas, like friendship, those things are meant to be shared, but there are specific things, goods that can't be shared. So for instance, right, only one person can be the like governor, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is a good, an office that can't be shared. Or like, you can only be the husband of one woman, right? Mm -hmm. So that is a good that can't be shared. So he's saying like, we actually only set our hearts on the goods that can't be shared. And then that comes down to envy, as opposed to also recognizing and relishing in the goods that can be shared, mm -hmm. which is communion, right? I lose nothing by you growing closer to God. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the upside of it. Like all this talk about how like, oh, one person does something bad and it spreads everywhere. It sounds kind of negative, but like we're called to be the light of the world in the sense that if we shine, the whole world shines as well. So it's not just that bad things are spread, but when we are good, we spread that to others, right? We share that goodness with others. Yeah, and then it actually like, it ends with Virgil uh, kind of giving this this summary of everything that we've seen where he says, that was the iron bit, meant to hold man within his proper bound. But you men swallow bait and hook and all, and then your ancient enemy yanks you in. Small prophet to you then the rainer call. Heaven calls to you and turns its splendid rings, showing you beauties that can never die. That's the beauty, like things that can be shared, right? You and I looking at the beauty of the stars, mm -hmm. and we can both share and delight in that beauty. But then he says, yet you gaze on the earth and earthly things, so you are scourged by him who sees on high. So we're made for the stars, and we have our eyes fixed on the dust. Mm -hmm. And that is the end of Canto 14. Thanks for joining us for the Travels with Dante podcast. We'll see you next time. Joining us for the Travels with Dante podcast. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Well, not, not next week. <laughs> we'll see you next. Thanks for joining us with the Travels of Dante.
Just travels with Dante already. I've said it so many times, I don't even remember. Yeah, travels with Dante. Travels with Dante. Thanks for joining us with the trap. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Travels with Dante podcast, and we'll see you next time. All right, take 82. <laughs>